Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now, 888-FOR-KFAX. That's 888-367-5329. Well, welcome to Contending for the Faith uh, with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Tonight, we begin a brand new series on the essentials of historic Christian faith. These essentials of the historic Christian faith cannot be confused, compromised, or contradicted. If we want to have a true, genuine, born-again experience with God, in this series, we will equip and help you to know what you believe and know why you believe it, and equip you to find scriptures on the essential. Uh, of the historic Christian faith to share in a user-friendly fashion. So tonight is an important broadcast. Tonight is an exceptional topic. Every Christian that's within the sound of my voice needs to get paper and pen. And this is an opportunity for you to become solid on the essentials of the Christian faith. We cannot stress this enough. There are so many biblically illiterate Christians running around the landscape that they don't know what they believe or why they believe it. Well, tonight we're going to solve that issue because we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, uh, in real time, how are you tonight? (laughs) Brother, I am truly blessed in real time because, uh, you know, warfare is always real and it lets you know uh, how real this program is in relationship to the enemy and uh, he hates it so but he's always a defeated foe and what he always intend for evil god brings good out of it so i believe that this is going to be a tremendous program and just the fact that we are covering the essentials of the historic christian faith is something that satan hates and doesn't want to get this knowledge out to the people but again uh, we lean on Isaiah 54 and 17, no weapons formed against us shall prosper. And that's the thing we know for real. And Genesis 50, uh, what uh, the enemy intends for evil, God always brings good, like Joseph said to his brothers. So as Brother Gary has said, uh, we are starting a new series entitled The Essentials of the Historic Christian Faith. Uh, And we are going to uh, equip you uh in this area of theology so that you can be effective in your christian growth and effective in your christian walk and effective in sharing the kerygma the good news the gospel to lost people so we want to encourage you to get your pens and paper and get to a table and also uh get you uh 
your Bible and get prepared to get blessed. Now, as we get into these essential doctrines, we want to let you know, as Brother Gary said, in the essentials, we don't compromise, confuse, nor contradict. And we'll be getting into later on in this series uh, the non-essentials. And those are things that we need to understand, too, uh, that we uh, should not divide on, you know. And the essentials we can divide on is people are teaching against the essentials. We can divide with people on that. But the non-essentials, we need to not do that. And St. Augustine said something so important one time. He said, in the essentials, unity, in the non-essentials, liberty, and in all things, charity. And that's what we uh, hold to. We're contending for the faith. We're faithful to that. And churches need to be faithful to that great saying of St. Augustine. Now, uh, I'm in this series, I'm going to be sharing with you five essentials of the historic Christian faith uh, from an apologetic standpoint. And probably tonight, uh, I may not get into uh, number one, but I want to kind of leave this door open tonight as a means of uh, introduction to the essentials of the historic Christian faith. And so uh, uh, Gary will be telling you about this a little bit later on in the program uh, that I wrote a book on this and I brought uh, all of these five points out in this little small book that can be a real blessing to you. And Gary will tell you a little bit more about that and you can be using that to follow along with the teaching. Uh, now, uh, this, uh, the whole idea of this teaching, again, is to help you to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to uh, become apologists in your own way in the Lord, and you can get yourself to the point where you are contending for the faith from Jude uh, 3, where the half-brother of Jesus said, contend for the faith that was once and for all delivered unto the saints. And he said once and for all delivered unto the saints. He didn't say uh, twice or three or four or five times. Once and for all delivered unto the saints, you know, the faith. And we got so many uh, false cults and false religions trying to say that God gave them a new revelation, uh, you know, with Joseph Smith. And we see with uh, many other cults that they say that they received a new revelation from God. And, and that's all false teachings right there, because God has once and for all said it all uh, in Jesus Christ. Now, uh, we need to understand that uh, this is very important for us to uh, understand this in the light of God's word. And the Apostle Paul also lets us know uh, that uh, in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 7, you know, he said, I'm set for the defense and the confirmation of the gospel. And we need to be set for the defense to, and the confirmation of the gospel as well. And the defense word there is apologia. And that's another word for apologetics in Philippians 1 and verse 7. And then we have First uh, Peter 3 and 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks of you a reason to hope to send you with meekness and fear. You want to get to the place where you can communicate the gospel intelligently uh, and the essentials to the historic Christian faith 
intelligently when uh, Jehovah's Witness come knocking on your door, you see them on the street, Mormons, uh, Muslims, uh, just uh, unbelievers in general uh, that attacks the very foundation of our uh, faith. You know, you want to be equipped in that area of your life. Now, um, the curse of the church today, and I'm talking about uh, an introduction tonight, the curse of the church uh, today is biblical illiteracy and not knowing uh, these four W's. Uh, who, number one, who you believe, what you believe, and why you believe, number three, and then where you should believe you're going to be going. So these four W's is uh, paramount as a result of the essentials of the historic Christian faith. Knowing the historic Christian faith and the essentials will give birth to these four W's, who, what, why, and where. Really important. And you want to be able to be bold in your faith. And when you learn about the essentials of the historic Christian faith, you'll be bold by the Spirit of God to stand strong and firm in your faith. And, uh, you know, and Walter Martin, my mentor, one time said this. He said, the church today suffers from an endemic disease known as non-rockabotus ecclesiasticus. And in English, that means don't rock the boat. And I don't just want to rock the boat for Jesus. I want to sink it for Jesus. Amen. With that boldness, have that boldness in your faith for Christ to speak with authority. That's one of the reasons why so many people took notice of Jesus. You know, he spoke with authority. And he uh, told them, even if you don't believe me for what I say, Believe me, for the very work's sake, he was performing all sorts of miracles and everything like that. But he spoke with authority, and people took notice of it. And you'll be able to do that, too, if you know these four W's. Who, what, why, and where. You know, and my mentor, Dr. Walter Martin, uh, the late Walter Martin, the original Bible answer man, once said, quote, the average Jehovah's Witness can twist the average Christian into a doctrinal pretzel in 20 or 90 seconds. And that is so true, close quote, in 90 seconds. You know, that is something that's happening to so many people going out there and not knowing who, what, why, and where they believe. And the Jehovah's Witnesses come in and twist them into a doctrinal pretzel. Now, the prophet Hosea said in Hosea 4 and 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And then he went on to say, because they have rejected knowledge, the priests and the people. So it was not only the people, but the priests also. They were supposed to be the example, you know, of the knowledge of God. And they were ignorant, just as ignorant as the people. And it's not bad being ignorant, my friend. It's only bad when you want to stay ignorant, you know. And Hosea, the prophet, says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Look at all those people in Jonestown. Most of them were blacks. 916 people, November 1978. 
went to Guyana under Jim Jones, a false teacher. I was warning the black pastors and people that were uh, literally uh, adoring and worshiping this man. I was telling them, this guy is a false teacher. He doesn't teach the essentials. He's doing a lot of immoral things. Oh, look at the works he's doing and everything like that. Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. Now, some people say, well, you're not supposed to judge. Not supposed to judge. Where do you get that at? Well, Jesus said, uh, judgment, judge from two perspectives. One is not to judge people externally by the way they look. Judge them. That judge just them outwardly, you know. But he did say in the Gospel of John that we should do righteous judgment. That means to judge them according to the word of God. We can judge people according to the word of God, my friend. You need to know that. And it's, it's, it's important that we understand also, too, that we may not always judge because God wants us to also be fruit inspectors. <laughs> he, he wants us to look at people's fruit in their life and judge them by their fruit as well what type of fruit they're producing. Now, Amos, the prophet, also said that there is a famine in the land. Uh, I believe it's in Amos 8, I believe. And he says there's a famine not only uh, in the land, but a famine of the knowledge of the word of God. People are ignorant today. And that's one of the reasons why they're getting sucked into cults and false religions and isms and and wrong doctrines and all of that stuff. And they're going to get sucked right into the coming Antichrist. It's coming to this world. The Antichrist already in the world, but there'll be a future one coming. Now, the big emphasis in many churches today is evangelism. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. And I want you to hear me clearly on this. And you may want to make a note of this. The big emphasis in many evangelical churches is evangelism. But what should go before evangelism? I want to lay out all of these E's, these, these different E's, okay? So you got the E of evangelism. I put the E of evangelism last. And what should go first before evangelism is the essentials that you know what you believe and why you believe it uh, in regarding the essentials of the historic Christian faith. And the second E is equipped because we always said, if you don't get equipped, you will get whipped. So you need to follow these E's in this order. Oh, this is good stuff. I'm getting excited just preaching it and teaching it. So evangelism, the third E should go in the, at last, in the last, in the back. Because when you know the essentials and you've been equipped, number two, so you're number one, you know the essentials and you've been trained in that area. And, and number two, you've been equipped uh, with the essentials. Then number three, the evangelism will be a powerful thing for you to know how to witness, see? But a lot of people don't know how to evangelize because they've never been uh equipped they've never been uh trained in the essentials and they just go out there and 
oh, God loves you and everything like that, then somebody challenged them regarding their own doctrines. And then they are able to convince them because they've never learned the essentials. They've never been equipped in the essentials. In most of our churches, we do the opposite, even when it comes to preaching and teaching. Now, I'm going to say something else. So some people hearing this may not like it, but I'm not in the business of preaching and teaching on contending for the faith to make you like me. I'm here to preach what Jesus says. And if you don't like me, you don't like Jesus because I'm representing Jesus. So in a lot of the churches today, and make a note of this too. When I say make a note, I tell my students, make a note. They always know, oh, I better write down what my professor is saying because we know we're going to be graded on this. Now, make a note of this. In most of our evangelical churches, we do more preaching than teaching. And Jesus, make a note of this. Jesus preached to unbelievers and he taught believers. We just do the opposite. We teach, we preach a lot to believers and then in many of our churches, we do little teaching. Now there are some that are faithful to this, but I haven't run across a whole lot of them. Do a lot of preaching and people get excited and they love entertainment. They love, love showmanship. They love all of these things, but they need to be taught. Jesus taught believers and he preached to unbelievers. We just do the opposite in our churches and we need to reverse that if we're going to be effective. In terms of equipping, uh, we need to understand that the word Christian is mentioned how many times in the Bible? Three times. The word equip or the word disciple, because it fits into, the word disciple fits into equipping. It's mentioned over 269 times. What does that tell you? <laughs> yeah, you need to be a Christian, but when you become a Christian, you need to be disciple. Now, so knowing who, what, why, where, you need to know all of these four W's. And know the doctrine, and know the address of the doctor. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now, 888-FOR-KFAX. That's 888-367-5329. All right, welcome to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. We're just having all kinds of technical issues tonight, but bear with us. God's going to have his way. So, Dr. Buckner, you're going to go ahead and complete uh, your your uh, message for tonight, and we're going to let you take that ball and run with it. Thank you so much, Brother Gary. Uh, and so the, the point that I was saying uh, is that uh, we need to know these four W's, who, what, why, where, and know the doctrine and the address of the doctrine. Most Christians, even some Christian leaders, don't know doctrine, nor the address or location of the doctrines. And I 
say this from experience because I've gone uh, to many churches all over the United States doing a teaching on the Trinity uh, and uh, to pastors. And many of them don't know how to defend it because what happened was is that when they were trained by pastors before them that never trained them in the area of the central doctrines and the Trinity. So I told them, I said, did anybody train you in this area? Not the, like the way you're training me. And I said, well, that's the problem. That's the problem. Now, the essential doctrines of the historic Christian faith are the dividing line. Now, this is a really important point I'm saying now. The essential doctrines of the historic Christian faith are the, I want to say several points on this. Number one is the dividing line between the kingdom of Christ and number two, the kingdom of the cults and the occult. Say that again. The essential doctrines of the historic Christian faith are number one, the dividing line between the kingdom of Christ and number two, the kingdom of the cults and the occult. Number three, they are the true foundation to the gospel by which everything else rests. They are the true foundation to the gospel by which everything else rests. Number four, now without these true essential doctrines, the historic Christian faith, everything else crumbles. Now, without these true essential doctrines of the historic Christian faith, everything else crumbles. And these are some critical points. And then I want to get to a fifth point with this and a sixth point with it. There are, there are true essential doctrines of the historic Christian faith has lasted throughout the centuries, even to the present day. Fifthly, these true essential doctrines of the historic Christian faith has lasted throughout the centuries, even to the present day. Number six, the early Christian church believed in these essentials, kept these essential doctrines. They not only uh, believed in them and kept them, but they died for them without compromising, confusing, and contradicting. And then uh, I just want to say, uh, add maybe two more points to this. Uh, beyond six, I'm going to go to probably seven and eight points. In the area of the secondary issues concerning the non-essentials, they can be debated but not divided. And we should never divide over them. Secondary issues concerning the non-essentials of the historic Christian faith. We can debate them, but we should never divide over them. We can agree and disagree agreeably. Eighthly, and lastly, we need to always remember that the non-essentials are not the acid test for true Christian orthodoxy. Only the essentials of the historic Christian faith or the true acid test for our Christian faith. Let me say that again. We should always remember 
that the non-essentials are not an acid test for true Christian orthodoxy. Only the essentials of the historic Christian faith are the true acid test for our Christian faith. Now, I'm gonna say this in closing uh, as a wake up call regarding the uh, essentials. You know, uh, the essentials all surround Jesus as being the way, the truth and life. He's the way, the truth and life. And we need to follow Jesus in everything that he tells us to do. And there was an old story that was told about the truth and the lie went swimming around the same time. So the truth went to the swimming pool and took off his clothes and got in the swimming pool. And the lie, you know, it always follows the truth. And he looked at the truth and said, oh, I can do that too. And he took off his clothes and got in the swimming pool too with the, with the truth. And then the lie got out of the swimming pool before the truth and he took the clothes of the truth and went down to the town's area and the people saw the lie and they said, here comes the lie dressed up as the truth. Then the truth got out of the swim pool and he looked for his clothes, couldn't find it. And he went down to the town people and the town people looked at him and said, here comes nothing but the naked truth. Oh, preach the naked truth. Teach, number one, the naked truth. Live the naked truth. Eat the naked truth. Obey the naked truth. Continue to never compromise, confuse, and contradict the naked truth. Oh, just continue to preach it. Preach to unbelievers the naked truth and teach to believers the naked truth. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. And Lord, may you touch somebody out there that, that has not been faithful or dedicated to the essentials. We ask that you would forgive them and help them to be bold in their faith for Christ. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. <clears throat> well, all right. You know, Dr. Buckner has a book on this topic. You can get Dr. Dr. Buckner's book on the essentials of the Christian faith. And we want to encourage you to do that. You can follow along during this series. It will be a great help to you. You should have it in your library anyway. And uh, we want to encourage you. Maybe you want to get more than one copy. Get one copy for your pastor. Uh, get a copy for your friends. There's a couple of ways you can get this book. Um, you can go to contendingfaith.org and uh, order it that way. Or you can send, uh, and by the way, the book is $10, which is pretty reasonable these days for uh, a nice uh, uh, addition to your library. But you can also order it directly from Dr. Buckner at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. So just send a check or money order for $10 and they will get that book out to you. It's a, a great addition to all believers' libraries. And we just want to encourage you that as we do this series, 
from week to week going forward. Make sure you uh, have a pen and paper ready that you're taking copious notes because you need this information. Uh, this stuff is non-negotiable. If you consider yourself a child of God, a believer, you need to know what the essentials are. You need to be able to to determine and de- uh, detect error by knowing the truth, the naked truth, as Dr. Buckner mentioned, the doctrine of salvation, the doctrine of the Trinity, the, the deity of Christ, the doctrine of the vicarious atonement, the bodily resurrection. We all need to know these essential truths. We need to understand them. We need to, to know the who, what, why, where of them. We, know, we need to know where they're located in scriptures so that we can give, give proof for these texts, uh, these doctrines through, through the word of God. All of these things we need to know. And if you don't know, that's okay. It's okay because now you have an opportunity to learn these truths. So we want to encourage you tonight. Our phone lines are open. You can give us a call. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 1-888-367-5329. And you know what? Since we started late, I'm not sure what our time is like, but we do have a question from Alfred. He asks, how do we know we are being deceived? And what did Jesus mean when he said uh, he said he to, to correct the way? I think that's what it says. It's a little funny here, but how do we know when we are be, being deceived? Is the main question, Doctor Buckner? Yes, um, that's a very good question, uh, Alfred. And how do we know that we're uh, being deceived? Uh, hopefully, uh, we can know it. And number one by knowing the word of God, because that's the thing that keeps us from being deceived is that, and it it's, uh, fits right into what we're teaching tonight on, Brother Gary, is that, you know, we know the essentials of the historic Christian faith, and we know uh, them uh, backwards and forwards, and we are able to test anything that's in alignment uh, that's contrary to uh, being in alignment to the essentials and sound doctrine of the word of God. So mm-hmm. when you're able to test things because you know things, you know the word of God, you know uh, the truth as what Gary just was laying out, uh, the heart of who God is and Jesus, and you know what the principles of salvation is, and you know the uh, atonement principles uh you know, that only salvation comes through Jesus Christ. And you know the basic principles of the, the, the bodily resurrection because Jehovah Witnesses try to say uh, that Jesus was raised a spirit creature. No, he was raised in a physical body. So you have to be like the Bereans. The Berean, the Bible says in the book of that, the Bereans were more noble than those in Thessalonica because they tested everything that Paul said to the word of God. And this is where discernment comes in because I kind of laid out before to some pastors uh, in um, at the Bay, uh, uh, you know, get together pastors breakfast. And I did an article for the pastors and I laid out a lot of different D's and a lot of them were blessed by that. And one of the first D's that I uh, t- said was 
discipled. So when you've been discipled uh, correctly and biblically, that that you will know deception immediately because churches church leaders got to make this a priority where they are discipling their congregations. And so that first D is that you're discipled. And when you've been discipled, then the second D is that you will be, um, you will know doctrine because the way that you're gonna know doctrine is to be discipled. So number two is that you, you will be sound in the area of doctrine. And then number three, a third D is that you will be discerning. You'll discern truth over error. That's why uh, John in his epistle, 1 John uh, 4, you read that and he says, know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Well, how do you do that? You've been discipled and you know, discipleship leads to the second D, doctrine. And the third D leads to discernment. And then the fourth D, it leads to discipline because you're disciplining yourself every day in the word of God, you're disciplining yourself in prayer and you're disciplining yourself in being accountable because the other area that helps you from, you know, being not being deceived, and this is a critical point, is that you are accountable to someone in your church or someone like, myself and Gary, that sound in the area of doctrine. And then if you're not sure about something, you're accountable to that person and you say, wait a minute, I'm not sure about this. And like you've been doing now for every uh, Saturday, when I validate you for that, that you're checking in and you're asking questions and that's a good way to do it. Uh, and uh, so that's that's so important for us. I'm not for sure about uh, your second point, when you said he, he just uh, show us the, the way, I mean, actually the correct way. Only thing I can say about that, and I'm assuming that you're uh, saying the correct way, which is Jesus. So Jesus is the correct way, because he said in John 14 and 1, uh, 14 and 6 rather, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So we need to know, follow Jesus and what he taught. And he is the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. And you won't end up on that broad way that leads to destruction, but the narrow way, because if you follow Jesus, you'll never go wrong. Uh, and Christianity is re referred to as the way. It is more than just belief. It is a set of doctrines to live by, and that's, important because the early church, I'll say this and I'll let Gary add something to this as well, that um, the early church, they were following Jesus in such a way as the way that they were called followers of the way before they were called Christians because everybody knew them as followers of the way because they were so dedicated to Jesus being the way that they were not deceived by any other way, you know, because Jesus let them know, you know, my sheep hear my voice in John 10, and they follow me. 
and I give to them eternal life and no one can pluck them out of my hands. So Jesus said that in John 10 about his sheep. And he says there's other people coming in, you know, that was before him, you know, wolves. But you'll know his voice if you follow him. Brother Gary, you want to add anything to that? And uh, then we, I guess we'll need to go to a commercial eventually soon and then we can get to Rick. You want to add anything to this with Alfred? We, it's time for us to take that commercial break, so I think I better go to it. Our phone lines are open, and uh, we want to hear from you. We still have time. We're going to go a little longer tonight since we started later. So you can give us a call. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 1-888-367-5329. We'll be right back with more of Contenting for Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now, 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 888-367-5329. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, an expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we're excited that we can still be on the air to entertain your your questions, your comments, your concerns, our, our uh, phone lines are open. You can give us a call at 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 So enjoy this extra time. Take advantage of it. Give us a call if you have questions or comments. If you need prayer, we're always here to pray with you. We always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. God is right there. He's just a prayer away. Whatever you're going through, he's there to hear your prayers, to answer your prayers, to comfort you, to strengthen you, to encourage you, to heal you, to bless you, to save you if you need salvation. It's all there for the taking. So we always encourage you, seek the face of the Lord. And we just want to validate all of you who have been praying for contending for the faith over these many, many years. It's such a blessing. We encourage you to continue to pray for us. We need those prayers because of the warfare. As you notice tonight, so much is going on because we believe that the enemy does not like us teaching this subject. He does not like God's people understanding the truth of the essentials of the Christian faith. He wants you to remain ignorant and in the dark so he can deceive you. So we want to encourage you tonight to continue to listen to Contending for the Faith, continue to uh, participate by calling and taking notes. And uh, we just want to encourage you tonight that, that God is for you. He wants, to, he wants to have this information in your hands. So continue to pray. And also, we thank you for always being present and always uh, generously giving to this ministry. It is a listener-supported ministry. And without your support, there's no way we could continue to do what we do. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, Tiburon spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much simpler go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. Click on the donate button and you will be a blessing 
for time and eternity. And speaking of blessing, we want to bless you with the opportunity to get Dr. Buckner's book on the essentials of the Christian faith. He has a book uh, that he's written. It's $10. Um, and we want to encourage you, get a copy of that book uh, for yourself, get a copy for your pastor, uh, for your the church library, uh, for your libraries, to give to a friend who may have just come to Christ. It's an excellent addition to any believer's library. You can also get this book by uh, sending a check or money order for $10 to Contending for the Faith. Again, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. You can also get it online at contendingfaith.org. Also, we have exciting news. Now, many of you may or may not know that Dr. Buckner got his start in terms of KFAX by being a guest on Craig Roberts' show, Lifeline. And it was so well received that uh, KFAX offered him time to uh, be on the air as the Bay Area's own theologian and thus was born contending for the faith program. So from time to time, Dr. Buckner and Craig Roberts like to get back together, and it's going to be one of those evenings next Tuesday, this Tuesday, February 27th, from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. You can hear Dr. Buckner as a guest on Craig Roberts' show, Lifeline. And coincidentally, this topic of the discussion is going to be on the essentials of the Christian faith. You won't want to miss that. It's going to be a great time, a great opportunity, uh, and to, to take advantage of more of uh, Dr. Buckner's knowledge. And also, the, it's a, Craig Roberts has a wonderful show. We just want you to tune in. You won't want to miss it. All right, Dr. Buckner, about ready to go to the phone lines. Let's do that, Brother Gary. I think we still have Brother Rick waiting patiently. Brother Rick, are you there? Yeah, so the, the, this 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 really brings back memories for me. It's uh, this this is the real boot camp. We 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 when we become Christians, we're not peace love doves. We're actually in warfare right away because Satan does not want us to uh, to to receive Jesus Christ. So we need we need to know the truth right away and tell it like it is. That is so it's not true, what we want to hear, but what we need to hear. Yes, that that is so true. And, uh, I'll, I'll bring I'll bring a question to you. I was read I was reading in the uh, Gospel of John, and I'm I'm reading uh, John three thirteen. And could you explain that to me? Oh uh, yes, yes, that's a very good question. And it, it John three and thirteen has been uh, somewhat confusing to uh, many. Christians and sometimes non-believers try to use this to say Jesus is contradicting himself. But let's try to take the fusion out of confusion here, because it says, and uh, and no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. So um, I want to say something on this. Uh, and then uh, kind of build on it. Uh, the question is, what does this mean when it says, which is in heaven? Because uh, the people are trying to argue, 
uh, how could he be in heaven when he's here on earth? Uh, and they try to build on that that particular argument, especially when Jesus is uh, talking to Nicodemus. Uh, Jesus is not in heaven, yet at this time, he's still on earth. Now, this is going to be a key point that I want everyone to take note of, uh, is that the phrase, quote, in heaven, close quote, is not in the older manuscripts. And somebody says, well, it doesn't sometimes the translations uh, say that. I was just talking to Gary the other day. We were, I was letting him know that uh, trans, uh, modern day translations should state it, but a lot of them don't. And they should do their homework in that area when they when they do do the translation. But some translators uh, are good at translating, but some of them don't know Greek and Hebrew, but they still do the translation. Uh, and so in heaven it's not in the older manuscripts and it don't it doesn't have it there and some believe uh, it was jesus speaking to answer that and it could have been john speaking uh so um and there is a possibility that jesus was in heaven at the time when the apostle john is speaking so if john is speaking so that's another area but uh but you can go even even further uh, is the fact that the older manuscript doesn't have it, and then also John uh, is speaking uh, when Jesus is already in heaven, and you could go either way, uh, with the, in terms of the text itself. But let me also say this in relationship to uh, this important scripture here uh, that uh, Jesus is saying. Uh, this is a tremendous scripture on defending Jesus Christ being the only way to God because there's all these uh, false religions and false prophets are saying that they came from God they came from heaven and they uh, got this revelation and this is the true revelation over uh, the Christian revelation or this revelation over that revelation and you know Joseph Smith talked about how he received a new revelation and the Muslim religion under Muhammad and you can go on infinitum agnosium but the point is here when it states in John 3 and 13 no one has ascended to heaven uh, this verse uh, contradicts any cults or religious systems claiming to have some type of anointed special revelation from God, because Jesus insisted that no one has ascended to heaven in any way, and, and nor returned and, and talked the way he talked. So what Jesus did in this verse that a lot of people overlook is that he shut down all esoteric uh, re revelations and so-called uh, extra revelations and that some type of angel came down gabriel and spoke to muhammad and then gabriel came down and spoke to joseph smith and matter of fact uh, all of the the book of mormon is not only a false book but a person could look up solomon spaulding you know 
and they can look up Solomon Spaulding and they will find that he was a fictional writer that um, wrote fictional things, uh, poetry type stuff. He was a minister as well, but he was a fictional writer. And he put all of his stuff in the museum uh, and stuff, just uh, put it in the museum. And Joseph Smith and all of his different men as crooks broke into the museum and uh, took all of Solomon Smalley's stuff and he plagiarized. And that's what made a lot of the people angry in the 1800s along with his polygamy. And they got so angry with the wicked stuff this man was doing that they broke into the prison uh, and killed Joseph Smith brutally and his brother Hiram killed both of them brutally. So anyway, uh, hopefully Rick, that uh, shed some light on that scripture to you. Uh, when I got when I got from it when I read it. Yes. G G G G Jesus Queen House. He said mm -hmm. nobody else did what he did. Absolutely. And he's, he is the only way. I, I believe the scripture makes it very clear that he is the only way. Mm -hmm. He's the only one that came down from heaven. Yes. Nobody else could have done what Jesus did. So, uh, I mean, from, from reading the scripture, it's loud and clear. Yeah, he's the only one that came down and the only one that ascended. I'm going to add that to what you're saying. He's the only one yes. that ascended up bodily in an immortal body. So that's, that's right. another thing. That's another thing that gives uh, truth to Jesus' claims, because he was the only one that ascended up in an immortal body, and he's the only one that has immortality in him, in his body. We will have that one day, as it says in First John three and two. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we'll be like him. We will see him as he is. So this is a very powerful, powerful uh, verse of scripture. But I wanted to just bring that to light about uh, in heaven and make sure that we understand that that word in heaven is not in the oldest manuscripts. Amen. I just want to piggyback off something that you, you've been teaching tonight. Yes. You know, we're, 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 fight, we're fighting a war right now. Israel's fighting a war for its survival. Mm -hmm. If their military did not have sound doctrine, they would not be able to do what they're doing right now. And it's the same thing in our military. We, we, we train troops on sound doctrine. And uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that what we learned tonight is also very practical. Yes. Well, you're an example of that, Brother Rick. Rick has been with me in ministry over 20-something years. And when he first came into the ministry, my commitment with, with him was to disciple him and train him. And he became the leader in our ministry until he uh, started having some physical problems and pray for him. He has diabetes and Parkinson and had an amputation of one leg. And so he's been going through it. So we want to ask everybody to pray for brother Rick and we miss him. He tries to get to our church when he can. Uh, but, uh, we need to pray for you, brother Rick. And, uh, we're going to have Gary to do that. Now you have any specific prayer requests, brother Rick? 
just uh, open up the way that we uh, te- we teach the Bible in in in, uh, in cadence right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what what I'm doing is very different than what other people are trying to do teaching the Bible. Mm-hmm. They're just reading the Bible, but they don't understand what it means. Right. And uh, what, what I like to do, is, what I want to do, is introduce them. I want to introduce it to them in a user-friendly type of way as well, mm-hmm. but also there not compromise, not compromise a bit on doctrine. There you go. Well, you've learned a lot to minister to the people where you're at, and we're going to pray for that uh, for you, Brother Gary. All right. Well, Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing in the life of Brother Rick. We thank you for his tremendous example. We thank you, Lord God, that you keep him strong, healthy, Lord God, that you pray. We just pray that you would just touch him from the crown of his head to the bottom of his soul with healing, life, restoration, and wholeness. We pray, Lord God, that you give him supernatural wisdom, creativity, imagination, favor. We pray, Lord God, that as he begins to teach your word, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit, Lord God, would bring to his remembrance everything he's learned. We pray, Lord God, that the Holy Spirit would give him the power, that dunamis, and the ecstasy of the authority, that unction, Lord God, from on high to deliver your word effectively, Lord God, in a way that is user-friendly, in a way that will touch lives for time and eternity, that will, in a way that will provide clarity to those who listen, and that they will be able to know what they believe and know why they believe it through the work that you've given Brother Rick to do. We pray that you would encourage him. Give him peace right now, your perfect peace that surpasses all understanding, Guard his heart and his mind through Christ Jesus. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. Thank you. We appreciate you, Rick, and God bless you, brother. All right, Brother Gary, I'm going to let you uh, say some things off, uh, uh, summarize everything that we have uh, covered uh, in uh, in a way that will bless the people and uh, mention to them about the class. I mean, uh, I'll be getting together with Craig, the teacher on this, and uh, anything else that God puts on your heart and bringing it home. Amen. Well, once again, we want to... Yeah, I just want to thank everybody for Just want to thank everybody for their support, too, before you... And that's, we, we really appreciate it. We don't say it enough, but we really appreciate all your support. Brother Gary. Amen. Uh, we, once again, want to... Uh, let you know that Dr. Buckner will be on Craig Roberts' show, Lifeline, this Tuesday, February 27th, from 5 to 6 p.m. And he will be discussing what we've been discussing a little bit tonight, the essentials of the Christian faith. And so we had mentioned earlier that uh, Lifeline was kind of where contending for the faith was birthed. And we uh, always appreciate Craig Roberts bringing Dr. Buckner back to his program and giving him the opportunity in that platform as well to share with the folks throughout the listening audience. So you won't want to miss it. It'll be this Tuesday, February 27th from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Again, he'll be discussing the essentials of the Christian faith. In addition to that, Dr. Buckner does have a book entitled The Essentials of the Christian Faith, and we want to encourage you to get a copy because it's excellent. You You want to have this in your uh, library. It'd be great to follow along as we uh, do this series. You'll have the book in front of you as well. There's, you can get that uh, book by uh, 
sending a check for $10 or a money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. You can also get it online uh, if you go to contendingfaith.org. So we just want to... uh, you know, get you guys fired up about God's word. You know, if you're going to call yourself a Christian, there are certain things that are non-negotiable. You need to be in prayer. You need to see God's face every day. And you need to be in God's word and, and have a, an understanding of God's word and the essentials of the Christian faith. You know, uh, truth and discernment are like hand to glove. If you don't know the truth, how can you discern error? And it's really critical that as a believer, you're well-discipled and you know the essentials of the Christian faith, uh, that that way you can discern error. It's like a, an, a warning light on your dashboard. All of a sudden you come in contact with some error. It's because you know the truth so well, you can discern it immediately and know that that's, that's false teaching. And so it's important to know what you believe and know why you believe it and also back it up through scripture. Um, so it's really important. I think that, you know, unfortunately, as Dr. Buckner mentioned earlier, that none of the people are being properly discipled. It's just that simple. And so we want to give you an opportunity through this ministry to at least be discipled and know the essentials of the Christian faith through what we're going to be teaching in the coming weeks. Well, it's, we've come to the end of another exciting broadcast. Uh, we'd like to thank VJ, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note and let us know how the program blessed you. You can reach us again at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers. Until next week at this time, when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.